Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Fume last week. It is back-to-back wins and back-to-back clean sheets for Sunderland. Welcome to the Wise Men Say preview show. I am Rory Fallow, joined as always by the birthday boy himself as well, Matthew Keelan. Hello. Hi. Hello. I mean, happy happy birthday, oh, Matt, first of all. Thank you. Let's get the important stuff right at the top of the show. Hello. Well, it's all about me, isn't it, really? Oh yeah, we're not going to talk about the Gillingham game, we're just going to talk about um, 29 years of Matthew... Middle name? Is there a middle name, Matthew? A, don't have a middle name. I d- didn't think Feel you did, but Matthew... One. I'm sure uh, many Math- people will have Matthew, suggestions for Matthew... Um, Max Keelan, yeah, how about that? I'm, I'm quite like <laughs> that. Yeah, that's nice, that. Don't, yeah, I don't think like Richard that. was very impressed with that. No. Face <laughs> twisted. No. <laughs> well, got Richard Easterbrook and Craig Clark as well. It's not Craig their birthdays, there, though, Producer so. Rick. It's not their birthdays, though, but how are you both doing, lads? Uh, all right, I guess, you know, plodding on. <laughs> <laughs> so not enthusiastic about Matt's birthday then, Craig? <laughs> well, I would be if I could have seen him for a pint in real life, and, uh, you know, I would have been doubly enthusiastic. <laughs> Obviously, I'm delighted you're, you're 29, Matt. Well done on that. Pass me, me peak now, you'd think, really, in terms of the football career. I, w- I would suggest, much like Carl Winchester, you're uh, just into your peak. Well, you know, you've got one good move left in you. Yeah, yeah. well, the pod so. is, of True. course, lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> like, when did when did Ronaldo go to Juventus? There's, oh, there's well, a good example. Oh, he was 33, was wasn't thousands. he? Well, there you go. Zlatan as well, of course. He's a oh, freak. He's still though. going. Yeah, yeah but so are you, still, but in a different way. Yeah, well, seems yeah. still going at Lukaku the other night, by the way. That yeah. was a, that, that's probably one for you to discuss on uh, from the terraces, to be honest. Yeah, bit uh, bit di- I know with that. Well, yeah, let's let's not let's keep that for for off air, Craig, the production chat, because all I want to talk about for now <laughs> is a glorious victory over <laughs> Ipswich Town, one nil. Um, obviously, Sunderland slightly helped by Caden Jackson's red card after ten minutes, but. We had to grind it out to an extent, didn't we, lads? But I think our quality did show, especially in the only goal of the game. Um, probably the only time in that half we actually showed a bit of quality. Finally getting the ball quickly, uh, forward quickly rather, without just lumping a diagonal, wasn't it? And then we, you know, we just played with some intent. A lovely flick from the aforementioned Carl Winchester. Lovely <laughs> ball in from Max and another confident finish from the boy Charlie White. Um, very pleasing goal, wasn't it, lads, just to start off with? Well, it's a matter of time before there's a mural of White, isn't it, really? All these legends. He's the latest in the lineage of Sunderland heroes. 
<laughs> so uh, I look forward to that. I would personally have it, you know, just as you're coming f- from the stadium, like across the bridge into the city. Yeah, there's yeah. always been that uh, sort of billboard. Just replace <clears> that with a massive mural of Wyke's face. The one that famously had um, Newcastle advertising, then you strip on once. Can you remember that? Yeah, remember that, yeah. yeah. Well, now it's going to advertise Charlie Wyke. <laughs> just Charlie Wyke. Yeah. The concept of Charlie Wyke. Just him. And his goals, of which he has scored many important ones this season, jokes and aside. A variety of goals as well. And like we're seeing more and more confident finishes oh, from yeah. Wyke. I mean, that was great movement to, to come onto that at the, at the right time. You see his, his goal against Shrewsbury, which was a header above the standard of League One. I don't, I don't think that's like too much of an exaggeration to say. And then even, even his three goals against Wimbledon, there was a variety of quality finishes there. Is it fair to say, and I know people have mentioned this quite a bit, but say we just signed Charlie Wyke in the summer, because people are still he still gets a bit of flack now and again. If he just came in this summer, everyone would be raving about him, wouldn't they? And I think people are tempering themselves just a little bit, but let's take this season in isolation. He has been, especially I think we can say at this point, he's been brilliant this season. Totally. I think I think it's, it's like, you know, when a, a, a batsman has to take a little time just to get his eye in and to get in and, you know, to really settle down. It's just taken Charlie Wyke two and a half years, that's all. It's not, it's not a big deal. <laughs> hey, to be fair, though, right, Lee Catamull, who obviously, well, we've got to give a little mention to the fact, which everyone's already picked up on, but that he was still calling Sunderland Wig and how much we all absolutely yeah, loved that. it. But he did make a fair point as a man who had many injuries in his own career and hampered him probably from reaching the peaks he could have done, he did say that we signed him injured. Mm. And mm-hmm. when he first came into the team, it was on the back of that injury. Obviously, Madger kept him out of the team. And he never really got going. And because of COVID and the massive break we had, this is maybe the first time he's really been as fit as he can be. And we're reaping the rewards. Yeah. And look at his all-round, look at his all-round play as well. There was a couple... In the second half, there was one way he just like used his body to like mug off the Ipswich defender. I think it was Embleton who got away down the right, and mm, just yes, yes. He, there was none of the. And you know, he's, he's not got the best first touch and stuff like that. We know that, but everything he was doing, I think, against Ipswich was correct. It was quite. I know he did get a goal, but it was quite a low key performance in many ways. Do you know what I mean? He was just mm. doing a lot of the good hard work but doing it well I think it wouldn't be too much of an exaggeration to say despite him only getting one goal in the game that was a bit of a slog at times I think that's one of his best performances in a Sunderland shirt just because of the all round play that went with it as well I was just going to say that I I think it was his best game for us Um, there were a couple of times in the second half where he just bought three kicks and it was was started to see that from him he's he's been quite unlucky even during his you know times when he wasn't in and he did sort of decent form. He's been unlucky in terms of decisions he gets. He doesn't get anything generally from referees. But he's starting to be really clever and sort of win the types of fouls that we give away really frustratingly um, on the edge of the box and to kill tie. Like in the last minute, he would just won the game there. He just basically backed in, fell over. Um, yeah. He got a free kick, which probably wasn't, but he's made it look like one. And he got it, and I think... The confidence will be, well, it's probably the it'll be the be, no doubt it'll be the best he's felt since he came and that goal he scored, he probably wouldn't have even tried that last season or he wouldn't have been there or he'd have fell over or he'd have tried to bring it down and foul <laughs> the goalkeeper or like it's a 
he's he can't fault him at the minute, really. And you know, I've been hypercritical of him in the past. Um, so I'm pleased. I'm pleased for him. Like happy to be wrong again. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I once had a, a argument with. Well, not an argument. I was when we were playing Portsmouth in the semi-final of the playoffs. I think it was that the first half of that game. I was literally just shouting that he was the worst striker we've ever had, and a man in front of us wasn't very. It was like no, no, like he was a bit older and stuff. And but you know when you're just really annoyed because he was one of the players we'd spent money on. And let's be honest, in terms of the overall standard of striker we've had at the club in in its history, because he was so bad at this level, it did feel like he was probably the worst striker we'd ever had. Certainly in my lifetime, but he's obviously got something that we haven't seen, and he's now showing mm. it. And you absolutely can't knock him for that. Like, because it's a big club and there's a lot of expectation. And to start off on a footing where you're not doing the business. And you have got in very recent memory strikers like Darren Bent, Jermaine Defoe. It's not his fault we're in League One and that this that he's the one that we've spent the money on. But it, it must have took some doing mentally to get over mm. basically two seasons of very much misfiring. Yeah, uh, some I don't think him, like, the in- all the credit I, I, in the world. I don't think the injuries can be played down as well because remember he scored on his debut against um finish that as well, That's the sort of finish we're seeing now, isn't it? Like that's yeah, the sort of absolutely. thing. Right place, now. right time, yeah. instinct as well. Like he's, he's he is clearly you know, if you look at a few of those more recent finishes, the, a lot of them are quite instinctive. But again, that's what you want to see from your number nine, isn't it? Oh, yeah. But, but at the minute, he's actually coupling that with, look, when he went through one-on-one to get his hat-trick goal against Wimbledon, mm-hmm. nice and cool, yeah. dinked it over the keeper. I think Quality. he is a bit more of, you know, a poacher. That is what he, he's there for. Is Even though he did the hold-up play and the all-round stuff really good against Ipswich, that is, that's where he needs to be a bit more consistent on, isn't it? Like, the, the goal scoring isn't obviously an issue at the minute. If he can keep up that all-round play, then maybe you look at it, a play you can really hang your hat on. But, you know, that, I'm not going to really... He'll, he'll have the well, your bad game now and again, which is fine. You know, players, especially at this level, <coughs> will do that. But... Overall, for this season, he's not one who, come what may, at the end of this season, who you're going to look back on and think, well, he let us down. He's going to have done his bit, isn't he? Well, there's been reports, hasn't there, linking him to, like, Luton. Now, I don't think he's a championship standard striker, but imagine we were to sell him, right, just as he hits form. It would be, yet again, oh, another striker who <laughs> really all he does funny. is score goals. Well, look what happened last time we sold a striker who in inverted commas, only scored goals. Good loan amount. Which was a ludicrous thing to say about Madger anyway. But Well, yes. How much of a difference do we think Aidan O'Brien's <laughs> making to him at the moment as well? Though he looks like, you know, he looks a totally different player from what we saw in the first half of the season. Another good performance against Ipswich. And he, I think he does a lot to open up that space for Charlie White, doesn't he? He's always dropping deep. He's always looking for the ball. But he's now, again, coupling that with actually making things happen with that do you know what I mean the the off the ball work and pulling defenders about is actually going with some nice neat passes some creative stuff and again that's looking like quite a partnership at the moment isn't it using the cricket analogy again he's like a non-scoring batsman isn't he he's like standing at the other end doing <laughs> just being there at the right time 
their, their ends like, the cricket um, reference because I'm, I'm completely out of my depth of cricket. What's, um, well, what's the guy called who <laughs> had to try and stay in with, with Ben Stokes during the it was that mad... In with Glenn, game in the it? Cr- Jack Leach. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember his name. Le- so he's like Leach. a bowler who... Leach, maybe? Yeah, I don't Leach. know. You got a spec saver deal out of it. <laughs> did he? No, oh, yes, he did. I remember oh, exactly right. now what you're talking about, yeah. Fantastic, um, but, but no, he's doing that job as like been... a non-goal-scorer and goal-scorer, isn't he? He's, he's like he's doing the hard work, get pull as you say, pulling the players out of position so that that White can kind of pick up the pieces. But he's a strange that, player, isn't he, O'Brien? Because he's clever yeah. and he's got ta- he's got technique. Mm. You can see it. He looks like an MMA but... fighter as well. He does. He looks, like, <laughs> looks like he's straight out yeah. of the UFC. I've had I it like suggested it. to me that he looks like a garden gnome. <laughs> I think that's quite good as well. He played like one oh, earlier in the season, to be fair. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> nice he was one. excellent Tuesday, though. Really he good. was, like, yeah. wasn't he? He, um, he, he was, was. He was brilliant. He was really unlucky in the second half for that shot that kind of got blocked by their defender. The key, yes. like, wrong-footed the keeper, I think. It was going in the other corner, and it sort of didn't really get... Like the commentator was just like, oh, it's been blocked, but it was going in, it was it was a goal last. Absolutely, yeah. And it was he just sort of oh, yeah. peeled off the defender, made some space in the box, and he probably scuffed it a little bit to be fair, but the movement was great and I just thought he was an absolute pest. Um you yeah. You really wouldn't like to play against him. I think yeah. that's I think you said that last week, Rory, that defenders hate him. Uh, but goalkeepers quite like him. But I think Stephen Elliott, was, to be fair. Was that Stephen Elliott? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but I think you've seen more of. I don't know. You hopefully get him, get a few goals in him because he did supposedly score. Was it a dozen goals for Millwall in the championship? Um, yeah, yeah, so. that's right. With that technique and that intelligence, you, you, we're kind of seeing. Oh, this is why you have played in the division yeah. above. Because why he's not perfect. That little technique and just that little. Those little movements and stuff like that—that that is a bit of quality, and you know, gives Lee Johnson a bit of a odd conundrum, doesn't it? Because that front two need to be kept together, but we still need to find the right kind of system for them as well. Because I think that was hampering us in the first half. That this strange sort of like we started the game with that four-three. McGeady seemed to be in a bit of a free roll, yeah. just occupying the sort of like between the two lines, which I can see the logic of, and maybe I'd rather see that than that four-two-two-two that he's been using. And yeah, keep that front two. But actually, fair play to Johnson because at half time he's like, right, they've got ten men. Let's go to a four-four-two. We can do that now with the man advantage, and we looked brighter for that. But he needs to find something against. We're 11 men, obviously. Mm. It can't be a 4-3-3, really, because you want to keep O'Brien and Wyke together. But would anyone like to see us persevere with the system he's been using? Or does anyone think that we need to make maybe a little bit of a of a tinker in the formation? He's got a conundrum, hasn't he? When Because uh, Gooch is, is basically fit now, by the looks of it. Or he's virgin on being fit. So you'd naturally like to get him in the side as well. And... If he sticks with the two up front, then actually it's probably O'Brien's position who comes under threat from Gooch because mm-hmm. he's potentially going to play that role or obviously he could go either side, um, either tucked in or as an out-and-out winger. I suppose the problem you've got when you're going to play two up front is you either play four four two, or you complicate things by using slightly different variations of it. 
Uh, I think Gareth was making the point uh, repeatedly in the group chat, and I don't mean that as a negative because he was right. <laughs> we were getting so much joy down that right-hand side, and indeed that's where the goal came from. But we were playing such a narrow formation, like you've just said, Rory, we weren't really benefiting from it because as much as power gets <clears throat> forward and can put a decent ball in, um, I think Diamond's an erratic player. But imagine if he'd been out there. I mean, he could have been torturing that fullback, couldn't he? I mean, he might not have because he might not have had his best day, but it would have made more sense than to play a really narrow system. It's it's difficult for him because if you break up the front two, you think, will that have a knock-on effect on White's ability to score goals? Yeah. Just drop him and play Danny Gray. <laughs> he's, he's got he's got nits, mate. Remember, he's got oh, nits. Yeah. Oh, well, don't can't me. play him. Can't play him. Uh, but you know, you look at the talent as well. The majority of our talent in the squad are like the, our best quality is in wide players. Lyndon Gooch, Jack Diamond, even like Chris Maguire would get into most teams yeah. in this div- in this division. And on his day, we know how much of a problem he can be. So he needs to. He does need to find something that is utilising those wide players. And that very much informed front two of O'Brien and Wyke. I think maybe it's not ideal, but I think it's worth a go is a 4-2-3-1 with O'Brien in the number 10 role. He likes mm. to drop deep anyway and link things up. So is is that not worth a go, perhaps? I think so, yeah. I mean, formations are... That, that could be a 4-4-2 with a, with a deep-lying deep striker, isn't it? But yeah. I think I think we definitely need to get find a system that gets Gooch into the game. Um, I think we're a better team with with Lyndon Gooch in. Same goes for for O'Neill as he, as he comes back into fitness. Um, I just think even though we have you know we've won three and four, we still look like we could go up an extra gear. I mean that's a good it's a good problem to have that we're winning mm. games without playing amazingly well, but you know it's it would be nicer to see us move the ball a little quicker and just have that little bit more uh, immediacy about us. But I don't think we've got that now. I think we'll, we'll still, at times, look a little bit turgid. Um, we'll look a bit slow and sluggish, but I think having Gucci in the side would, would, would definitely speed things up a bit. Well, I think it's key that he, we know he's going to rotate things. Yeah. So we're talking about drop and play. It's not really a case of being dropped, I think, when it comes to Lee Johnson, is it? You're just going to get rotated in and out of the team, and it looks like he's going to be pretty flexible with his setup. So he's going to shift the pieces around, and everyone's going to get the get the go. I think. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. For example, he brought Embleton on at half time and not Diamond. Mm. Diamond's been the favourite of the two, and I actually thought Embleton had a positive impact on the game. I don't know what anyone else thought. Yeah, I thought he started really bright. Um, he, he faded, but then the he team did, yeah. did really. Was, there was yeah. there was twenty. The, no, so he was pretty clever towards the end a couple of times, made a bit of space for himself and um, helped. He was quite intelligent at the end, like helped run the clock down. and um, Yeah. He definitely made a, well, one of the bigger impacts that, in, well, for me, that, that we've seen from him. I thought he was unlucky. Um, he probably fancied a goal. I, I saw that. He, he sort of had the mindset of he's quite positive and, he clearly fancied a goal. He was unlucky not to get one, actually. Uh, he probably should have put O'Brien in, maybe. Um, yes, yeah. But he, I can see why weird, he had the shot, though, to be fair. Like, I didn't I didn't notice at the time that he should have put O'Brien in. It was just when I watched the replay, I was like, oh, you could have passed that. His first touch took him like towards 
the left, sort of like away from goal, whereas if he took it towards the right-hand side, he'd have been clean through one-on-one. Yeah. On one. It's like he didn't he didn't really, and it's obviously hard to, he didn't really know the momentum of, of the other defender, but I thought he did all right. Um, what do we make of Max Power? Another another game for him, rather, at right-back. Um, good going forward, I thought, but defensively, quite suspect and even though I've been clamouring for Luke O'Knight to come in to <laughs> midfield I'm maybe rolling back on that a little bit when I'm looking at Max defensively at right back and thinking oh if we can just wait until we've got more defensive options and either Sanderson or even Flanagan or, or Conor McLaughlin a bit further down the line can go back in at right back maybe let's have a few games with O'Knight there just for a bit of solidity which I know has been hypocritical because I've said loads get him in midfield but I think Max is looking a bit suspect at times. I think you probably like you're right. He is because he's a midfielder. Um, so I think he's 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 a threat going forward. He, he is, but I think he noticed on Tuesday. I don't know if it was having a few different angles of the game. Positionally, um, he's he's going to play fullback. He's got to learn a lot because I don't think he's ever played there. And I think you can tell at times where. He's getting pulled out of position. He's getting <clears throat> weirdly quite narrow. Um, getting yeah, I in. thought that was noticeable against Shrewsbury as well, actually. Getting after, sucked into I the centre and it's like, well, he's your man. The you place. Need, yeah, you need to get out and and um, stop the cross. A few crosses came in from his side. Look, I think he's done all right. I think he's done probably what we'd expect from putting Max Power at right back for me. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I would put 0-9 there. But I wouldn't be averse to putting Power back in midfield, though. I think in the first, no, 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 the first half. Is it? Did, did, it I'm gonna, it comes back to this again, though, doesn't it? We've signed. I know we've let Dobson go, but we've signed another midfielder who is mm-hmm. exactly the same as every other midfielder mm-hmm. at the club to move a midfielder to right back with yeah. 09 coming back to fitness, who should, in theory, be an actual body in the midfield area. Um, you, you're left wondering why we didn't. I know we do have. McLaughlin and Sanderson as right-back options, but given the limited numbers we've got at centre-back, even when um, Flanagan's fit, we're not re- we know Willis has got fitness problems. He's constantly on the treatment table now, right out with an injury, and he's had his injury problems. To me, the priority posi- things to bring in were maybe a bit of pace, although you could argue with Gooch coming back and Diamonds rising to the team, we're, we're sort of well covered, but some kind of attack and pace or a midfielder who offered something completely different, and then two fullbacks, I think, are what we needed. Yeah, definitely I mean, a left back. Yeah, I mean, well, if Power's positioning's not great, it's like you say, Matthew, because he's. It's not his position. I mean, McFadzian's got no real excuse other than, unfortunately for him and us, he's just a very poor quality footballer for the level. And even even going forward, he's like just nowhere near as good as Hume. He actually did nah. well for that chance, to be fair, Matt, that you were on about with O'Brien. But there's so many times where, and it makes you realise actually how good Denver Hume is and the fact yep. that Denver Hume, if we don't go up, is could easily get a move to the championship. I'm not saying like a team necessarily pushing for promotion, but you wouldn't be surprised if a mid-table to lower lower in the table championship club took a gamble on him because he's so instinctive with those overlapping runs. And there was a few times McGeady looked like he was looking for that in the second half and McFadzian was quite slow to do it. And maybe that's because McFadzian's bit more used to playing with a back three behind him. So he's a wing back. He's starting a bit higher up and he's just not as good there. But... I, I don't know. I just think fullback at the moment does look a bit of 
an issue and if we can address that because Johnson did say after the game on Tuesday ideally wants three players in now we've been linked with um, a forward today Ross Stewart from Ross County (laughs) which is quite pleasing Um, (laughs) forward who's got basically a a sort of one in three one in four record but apparently he can play across the front line um, from the very little (laughs) research I've done on him as you can probably tell but you'd more research than I've done (laughs) <laughs> oh, that, that's literally just off, off, off a quick Google really, search really to be fair. One in four, did you say? One in, yeah, well, he's got 28 in 81, so just over in, a one in four record. In basically like the Wayside League. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they are, in, even in th- that level, I think they've struggled quite a bit, so maybe that's hampering them as well. I don't know. So obviously we're going to go for a forward, um, especially if Will Grigg leaves, who has been linked with a move away. Shrewsbury and MK Dons have been linked there. But if there's another two positions, you would think left back. What do we think the other one is there? We've already signed a midfielder, so maybe not there. Do we think centre-half? Do we think right back? Centre-half, I think. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. we are light, aren't we? Flanagan's injured. Um, Back in training, Flanagan, though. That's good. Right, snacked, so... Like kind of yeah, just sort of resets that Flanagan being back. Um, I think with a yeah, I think sent off even on loan maybe. Um, yeah, another. I think just use a loan for that. Get a, if you can try and get a Sanderson type player. Yeah, uh, yeah, someone from the Premier League top top end of the Championship. Um, to go back see if there's anyone at Bristol City you can nab. Um, or Chelsea as well. It's got the links there. Or over. Oh, Ricky Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, you've been you've been very quiet. Uh, you, you, you're retreating into the shadows. Then I don't Sorry. like it. Give us some give us some positivity because we, we've gone a bit uh, we've gone a bit worried there. So why 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 am I why am I getting bogged down? I want you to to bring bring us back up. I think no pressure. Although the squad does need um, a few additions, I think it's squad wise we're in a really good really really good place. Um, Especially when you look at the five subs, I think out of the out of the top ten, we're probably the the side that can uh, benefit the most out of it because we have got such strength and depth. Um, you know, really being able to change things as games go on and make those five subs to our our advantage. I, I know I can't remember who said it before on the pod that that they've got a friend who's a Doncaster fan, um, and they don't have a very strong squad at all, so they're they're like kind of hampered by what they can change during the game. Um, mm-hmm. They're they're fourth at the moment and they're on a decent run of form, but um, yeah, you know as time go, as time goes on, as in, injuries really start to hit, we can take full advantage of that and 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 be able to kind of change things mid game. Um, we've got a manager in, in Johnson that is actually able to make positive changes, unlike Parkinson, who you know forgot that you could make more than one. <laughs> 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 I think Parkinson only realised that. Like, <laughs> do you think Parkinson only realised that after he got sacked? Like yeah, when they, oh, when no. they said, right, sorry, Phil, um, we we think we need to make a change. Uh, we're part and company. It's like, oh, like you know, he's asking for the reasons why. It's like, well, you lack of subs, Phil. We're allowed to make five five subs now, and you'd like wait till the five subs. <laughs> I can make five subs. <laughs> like it did, did seem that way, didn't it? Hey, Phil Parkinson would walk up to the he'd walk up to the goal and go, why is there why is there not a rope across the top? What's this bar doing across the top of the goal? <laughs> 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 Fantastic. Well, on that, we've got a quick. 
<laughs> Those shorts are very we'll short. A quick break. When we come back, we will look ahead to the Gillingham game, which is a one o'clock kickoff this week. I know, exciting. <laughs> and look at, and look at some other fixtures in League One as well. Exciting. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm Kevin Kyle and you're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast. Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Before we look ahead to the Gillingham game, we'd just like to remind you, as always, to go to fromtheterraces.co.uk and use the discount code WMS10 to get 10% off the basket at checkout. Um, Matt, any birthday mm. presents from, from the terraces today? Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. What? Disgraceful. Has Big Boss Chris not sent you anything? I've got birthday money, though. To be fair, so oh, I could. Well, there you go. So you can save ten percent of it I, as well. Exactly. No, well, what a treat! I might. Uh, there you what go. Are you gonna, what are you going to spend it on? On from the sources. Uk. I think I'm going to spend it on a new sweatshirt, Rory. Oh, can't that be what three sweatshirts from from the terraces for you? I know, but they're nice. You know, like, they are nice. I'm wearing my. I'm wearing mine know, as well, we as we record. I'm thinking about getting the you know the the Man City colours on the sleeve though. Mix it up a bit. No. <laughs> Funny uh, yeah, Joe Royal, Joe Royal <laughs> Well, just make sure you don't forget to use the discount code WMS10. Save ten percent of that precious birthday money. Jimmy <laughs> <laughs> Carragher's birthday at... as well today. Oh, is it? Yeah. Who else actually? Oh, right. Jeff with Whitley. Any other footballers? Great. Jeff Whitley, <laughs> Jamie Carragher, and I think Buffon and oh, Jessica Ennis. Oh, Buffon's cool. Not bad. I might have just good, made some good up, athletes actually. in there. I'll have a look while you talk about it. Oh well. I'm just yeah, I've now. got um I've got Leroy Sane, Jamie Vardy and Emil Heskey for mine, which is What a right. combo. It's a good five yeah. side team. That's a yeah. front three, yeah. Front three, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Buffon, front three, Buffon's yeah. Buffon's forty third birthday today. Oh, is well, he still playing or what? Yeah, he plays for you. <laughs> Craig, Richard, any good uh, footballers that you share birthdays with? I don't know. Oh, mine. I've yeah, checked my work. birthday shares before and I've always thought they're a bit disappointing, I think. Oh, that's a shame. Richard, have you got any? I'll have a look and I'll get caught in Well, yeah, while you get, well, you both look that up. Um, Lana Del Rey. Uh, well, oh, she well, play football, go. Richard. Oh, no, I only want footballers. Same, Come back man. to us with footballers. Gillingham, 12th <laughs> in the league. Um, 4-1 win <laughs> over Crew in midweek for them. Recently beat Acme and Stanley, who, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but they're actually quite near us in the league. So maybe a tricky tie as none other than Steve Evans yes. brings his boys to the stadium. Are like, we excited for that? So you yeah. prowling the touchline? I love it, mate. I'd it's the best, about best time of the year. 
Steve Evans time. He'll be saying all these complimentary things about us warning after the game like he always does because um, I think it's Phil Smith's pointed out on the pod before he <laughs> clearly thinks like, I'll get us on the job one day. <laughs> Who knows? And you know, he could. Fair play. He definitely could. That is the level that we're at. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what he comes out with. Um, <laughs> obviously, we beat them earlier in the season at Priestfield. Um, 2-0, a late goal from the Gooch after Chris Maguire put his head from the spot. They missed a penalty in that game too of course and did put us under a bit of pressure um i was looking through their sort of record this season and they don't tend to fare too well against the sides um higher up in the division but looking at their recent form and you know given that we have made it hard work now and again when we've played against them um obviously the last time we could um go to football was them mm-hmm. scoring in mm-hmm. the last minute Girl. so the last time they were at the stadium of life um so don't know do we think it might be a, a tricky afternoon or are we gonna just you know we're in a good run of form we're keeping clean sheets again or is this gonna be a walkover well mandarin mandarin doesn't play for them now does he, he plays for crew um so that's their threat gone <laughs> um, well, there we go. You spoke, you're speaking far too soon here by saying that some I other just man care, is going to probably I'll, get a hat-rick I'll speak whenever I <laughs> yeah, want. Leave yeah, well, stop trying to spoil your own birthday by jinxing Sunderland. Well, no, it'd be f- well, jin- like the jinxes funny. don't exist. Do they not? I'm really serious about that. Remember Gareth though. said. Ah, oh, yes, yeah. Gareth likes to say he's not God. In that, um, in that imagine you know uh, yeah but uh, does does Gareth like also say I don't know like magic isn't real when he's watching Harry Potter or something I mean <laughs> like you know like you've got you've got yeah, to live a little a point, here though, to be fair Craig, Craig you know the answer to this he's, he's yeah. not a Harry Potter the answer is I mean neither am I especially yeah, I don't know terrible. why I cited that example to be honest I can't but never mind, that like. that's far too long for me it's on like three tell you, well I'll tell you who does love Harry Potter that's Chris Weatherspoon so that tells you everything you oh, know. oh well that's, it's that's, that's summed yeah, up there and you go. written off and absolutely <laughs> written off one uh, one <laughs> thing for this weekend lads is other fixtures that are going <laughs> sorry that's threw me that's threw me right off <laughs> lost it here that's written me me one though. I don't want to think about I don't want to think about any of your red ones not even in here not even here it's ruining a not in here unbelievable not in here not in here here. (laughs) (laughs) because obviously as I mentioned Matthew it is a one o'clock kick off this weekend you got mixed up (laughs) during last weekend's pod but no it is one o'clock so if if we if we do beat Gillingham here we will go up to we'll go up to fifth joint fourth with Doncaster Rovers Doncaster they play Lincoln this weekend Mm. there's all Doncaster and goal difference only three better off so you know if they we get a couple of goals they concede if they get beat by a couple of goals rather that could have us up to fourth and you've also got Portsmouth playing Charlton this weekend who are the two teams directly above us so real good chance to move up a place or two Looking at the form Portsmouth are in as well, they've lost their last two games. Um, Charlton have been a bit iffy themselves. Um, but we'd go above Portsmouth, potentially, if they lost that game. We've played the same amount of games as them. We could go maybe above Charlton, who we've played two games less than. But even though we were all fuming last week, and Matt, we said on the last reaction pod, I think it was, the season's pretty much written off. But everything, and it says everything about the quality of this division, doesn't it? The fact that we've been largely quite poor, quite shit, really, if we're honest. But, 
you know, if we win, three ones on the bounce. And we're well back in contention in the promotion picture, aren't we? Yeah. Well, this is what I've said this all along. It's a shit league. <laughs> only, it, it is, though. And it's, it's terrible. Well, it is, I agree. Weeks, or is in recent months. And then we're, we're slowly trying to turn it around. It doesn't take that much. You yeah. know, to put a couple nah. of results together and, and it really starts to improve. I mean, look at what uh, Oxford are, are flying at the moment. And, you know, they're not, they're not a million miles away. Yeah, the, at the start of the season, they were <laughs> like everyone. So, well, that's their own fault. There's, there's teams in there yeah, that are like the favourite Ac- to, to be fair, do lit, like they've got five games in hand on Charlton, they've got four in hand on Hull, <sighs> like three in hand on us. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, well, I think it's going to be great. At the, the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Here's me. Here's They're going to play like at the end of the season. All right, what? what? <laughs> we know, you know, you know their owner. He makes like stuff that you have around the house like storage boxes and stuff like that that's how he's made his money alright I found God, that so my boring. washing basket's made by the company that he works like he owns well, well, well it's the so that way. company he works for well <laughs> exactly yeah. that's what it is the away end is just basically washing baskets stacked up on top of each other <laughs> well if you could like put some of them together to, to create something of a roof that would be Absolutely. that would be nice to be fair Jesus Cut. Christ just having a look through here Still. as well. If we win on, if we win on Saturday, we would also be a point behind Peterborough, who are in really good form at the minute. And I've just had a bit of a scan. I should have done this before the pod, but you know we are where we are. They haven't lost since the fifth of December in the league, and we could be a point behind mm-hmm. them. And like you know, just put put a bit. I tweeted this after the game on Tuesday. Just put a bit of consistency together, and you can easily go up. It's such a poor division, but just be basically competent it's that simple isn't it lads yeah what happens if we draw 1-1 then oh Oh, yeah well that's the ideologically (laughs) correct result craig so you and it's the one we are and we're great at it as well we're so good at it so you know i'm anticipating that result oh i mean yeah i am no it would be defeat then 1-1 in the next game then right. we win twice again. Then lose. Then that's. I think that's. That feels it's like the, the correct that's cycle. The Sunderland way. Yeah. The game where yeah, we'd have like an opportunity of going second. We'd 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 like completely spunk it and draw one. Lose one. three nil. Yeah. Talk about yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. That is that is. Um, I yeah, mean, I don't like, look. Let's that. be honest. None of us know a damn thing about Gillingham, despite the fact that Speak we've already yourself. played them this season. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are you tell Paul us about Scully. them then? Who? He don't. He's the chairman. Really? Chairman. Well, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Why are we? Why are so we what, playing at one o'clock? What position does he play in? Um, boardroom. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's no good, is it? I want to know about what you know. Who's going to be making the sides and, through and rural passes? The, yeah, I love him. Um, the there will be a double-barreled midfielder. So let's have a look. The top scorer is called Vadine Oliver. Right. Oh, right, he's him, eight, yeah. He's got eight goals this oh, season. Who's the uh, best midfielder in the league who plays for them then? Because they're bound to have, have one. They must have one. Everyone does. So um, We haven't actually gone through J- this for Jacob a while. Jacob Mellis, I've heard Jacob Mellis, I've heard of him before. Oh, oh, I he, certainly he haven't, so he must be the best midfielder in League One then. Well done. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's have that. <laughs> yeah. Good good find that, Rory. Uh, maybe the data will suggest that we should sign him next. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wouldn't displace Carl Winchester, well, though, of course, would he, Matthew? No, he wouldn't, of course. Yeah. Lucky to have a player like Carl. Well, did you see that bit of bit? 
what that bit of skill he did for our goal, I mean. I Magic, to be fair, that. we kind of brushed over that at the top yeah. of the pod. That need that deserves more, doesn't it? What a lovely little flick that he's was. Still recovering. Like... He's still recovering from accidentally doing that, isn't he? He's watched that back and Yeah, oh, I know. You, know yeah. you can't fake that. Come on. Yeah. You can't fake quality. Oh, Winchester you can... can do what he wants, Rory. He certainly yeah, was at points during that game when he was just giving the ball away and committing yellow card like foul to retrieve no the situation. Yeah, great. Then basically <laughs> subbed off because of it. Accident, <laughs> just as, as, we, as we've said, lucky to have him. Very lucky to have him. What I like, <laughs> what, what I like about Lee Johnson is he isn't afraid to do stuff like no. that as well. Not only was it a tactical change, if someone's on a booking and he's thinking, you know, like Diamond against Lincoln, he's having yeah, a great looks, game there, yeah. but he's went, right, it's not worth the risk of keeping you on because you're on a yellow and you look really hyped up, uh, amped up. Let's get you hooked. Well, We've got right. plenty of players in this squad. Because one so. more title from Winchester and he'd have gone because they'd have done everything to get him sent off. In the oh, yeah. Half. 100%. And they were doing that as well. On, on the there? pitch as well. Like that, you know, the, it's a pitch where you are liable to be late. To The ball's yep. going to skip away from you. He would have been sent off probably within 10 minutes of the restart. Um, you could, you would have, it would have been inevitable. So it was, it was good from John. So it's a good point that actually that he does it quite well. It's twice yeah, it's he's good. done that specifically. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think sometimes his subs have been a little bit confusing. I think uh, the Plymouth was it the Plymouth game. I, I didn't. Emble in the left back. Yeah, I mean, I could understand he just wanted more of attacking players on, but I, I didn't think he addressed the issue, which was the shape of the team, mm-hmm. which was a bit of a problem. But generally speaking, he's proactive, as Richard said earlier. Unlike uh, Parkinson, he'll actually have a look at things and think, what can I do to affect the game? Um, and that's refreshing, isn't it? I mean, His, his, his game management is, is quite good. It, it's more like my sort of main sort of gripe is how we're starting games. And that yeah. is largely being reflected with how slowly we're starting mm. them at times as well. And hopefully as I look at that, what, what do you think approach will be for... for this game then do we think he's going to stick with sort of similar system he's been using um, obviously Bailey Wright he said today it does sound like he's a doubt and he's going to come out so we're probably looking at well it, it's going to have to be Jordan Willis and Deion Sanderson at centre half which means you're probably getting the back four that finished the game but what do we see going on ahead of that do you think lads uh, well Will mm. uh, what about if say maybe his lead bit is due a rest or you know, he likes. He has brought Possibly. him out of the team, hasn't he? At time, well, at least once, and we're playing a lot of games. So yeah, there's a lot of football, isn't there? There's a lot. And uh, I noticed a, a few people very cr- heavy pitches as well. The, and ours is one of those heavy yeah. pitches. Yeah. So, so let's say rest led bitter because it would fit with his sort of philosophy. Mm-hmm. If he does that, it might be, he could bring in an Embleton, or if he thinks Gooch is fit enough, he could come in. And I think in a home game against one of these types of teams, he's going to want to go with the four attackers rather than the three. So it will let him play Scowen probably in midfield with Winchester if he was to do that. I don't know what other people think. Yeah, I think if, if he does take Ledbetter out, let's say he does do that, then it, I mean, he's probably not going to start on nine, I don't think. Could be does a stretch, he... couldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and with the five subs as well, you've you've got the option of bringing him on a few different intervals. So, yeah, those two. And I just think it's interesting to see if he he could maybe go with a more flat 4-4-2 if kind of 
going off what you were saying, Craig, if he wants to go for the game and get mm-hmm. those attackers on, I think that's a bit better than doing the narrow. I'd rather that than us playing so narrow. I would personally. I agree. If if, if he's going to go down that route, that is. No, I agree. I don't think O nine will be, will be ready. Um, obviously came on, but I think he's very excited when he came on, wasn't he? It's almost like a, yeah, like he a puppy. Like he's almost like he should have had one of them cones over his head to stop him gnawing <laughs> at his shoulder. <laughs> We've said this about yep. nine before. He's he's he is like a, a kid, isn't he? Like he'll run everywhere. Like even if you sent him to the shops, he'd he'd run there and back, <laughs> wouldn't he? He'd like he sent him like Steve, Stephen. Stephen, I'd love just, that. He'd, yeah, <laughs> he'd just sprint all the way. Send Luke now. Uh-huh, yeah, our Luke. <laughs> but that's what we needed in the in, in the game. To be fair, and it's it's you know we've talked about that depth and that that is really yeah. useful to have. But I, I still. To go back to what I said earlier in the pod, I think I'd like to see a four-two-three-one, maybe Gooch or Brian in the ten role. Obviously, McGeezy you would probably have starting. I, I just think it's, it's it's worth a go. You're keeping those four attackers on, and I, I think it suits us. You know, O'Brien as well does work quite hard. He'll do yeah. a bit of graft. You've got to leave well, him in the team, does, Mike. He has to, you know. Well, it, he does, but he does like to rotate. I mean, he he has kept that front two together and. We are scoring enough goals to win games playing them, but he might. If he was to rotate one, I, I don't think you can rotate White out because he is the only source of goals yeah. at the yeah. moment. But he could rest O'Brien. He has played but, a lot of football. But, if he did that, it would open up a few options because you could play Gooch as a as a ten, or you could mm. play uh, Embleton maybe there. I don't know if he's done enough to warrant a start, but it does open up some other options if he was to give him a rest. I'd um, I'd probably. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I, I'd probably think he wouldn't do that on Saturday because no, there's no midweek game as such. Obviously, it's the cup. Um, oh yeah. So I think he could probably he's probably going to rotate a lot for that game at Milton Keynes. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. I'd be probably thinking that the the changes will be more minimal on Saturday. Maybe um, I don't know. I'm mm. usually wrong, so you know why change? Why <laughs> break the habit of a lifetime? It's hard to predict his, his teams, to be fair. Like we said, I quite like he, that, he actually. He does like to rotate. Like yeah, yeah, yeah same. It's good. Like, you know, you might, we'll, get, you know, we'll get there. We'll turn the telly on on Saturday, and there's Danny Graham up front with Dan Neal behind Well, him. <laughs> Dan Neal back in training. As well. goes he, he should play on probably Tuesday then, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what do we think the score's going to be on Saturday then, lads? Let's have some predictions. Uh, Craig, go with you first. Um... I think we'll win. Let's say we'll win two 0 I mean, we are crap at home generally, but that Shrewsbury win. Hopefully, I know we didn't play particularly well in the second half, but maybe it's use some of the old cliches, got the monkey off the back kind of thing. It's you know gives Johnson a kick started it a bit. Two wins in a row. Let's say we get we get an early goal, white again, and then maybe late in the game, let's say I don't know O'Brien finally notches because I think he's deserved a goal, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Agree. Agreed. Richard? Well, last time I was on, uh, it was ahead of the Wimbledon game, and I said we should win 7 0. <laughs> <laughs> we that, should. That didn't happen. We should do that. But in my defence, didn't happen, four Richard. Goals you away from that. Yeah, know, you were just under halfway there, to be fair, Richard. Yeah. So I thought, at like 80 odd minutes, I thought, I'm not going to get there. But I started to move. <laughs> I, was, I was shouting for Wag to grab the ball out the net when he got his third. To <laughs> really get that prediction. Richard's got a bet on. <laughs> I didn't have any money on it. That's Come on! A sad thing. I was just sitting there in the break room at work, going, "Come on!" 
But, um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm going to go for a more conservative uh, choice this time and go for 2-0. Oh, I thought you were going to say 6-0 there. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved that. The old <laughs> been nice. Yeah, exactly. Matt, what do you reckon? Well, I well before the Shrewsbury game, I predicted that we lose and we won. So I'm going to predict for us to lose. Um, so I think we'll lose 3-1. Oh, did, oh, so you're going did you for the old? Last did, week yeah. As well. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, so we're going to lose three one. Take an early lead, go- and then by like, another <laughs> goalkeeper will get sent off, and that natter will come on, and we'll. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll History has proved you're right on that. To be fair, well, so, so, wait, I got told off for, for for the jinx, but you've gone for the old reverse jinx. I say there, yeah. Matthew, uh, a classic piece of psychology that none of the players are aware of. But <laughs> you never know. I just like to put. I just like to say the jinx does exist. Gareth Barker, you are wrong. <laughs> well, three-one defeat oh, well, for us. You, you would, you would think. And, yeah, uh, you would have thought. <laughs> Using that logic, I said one-one before the Shrewsbury well, game. But I also said the cycle would be that we would lose the next game. So mm. I'm going to go for the reverse psychology as well. Love and it. Say um, we will get beat one-nil. Um, we'll have the reverse of the last two games. So I don't mean that, but that's what I'm saying for the gods of football to mm. smile on us. Um, before we it. go, Richard, did you find any footballers that you share a birthday with? <laughs> Yeah, the one. There's just one. Um, what are you disappointed? Actually, it's Sebastian Sebastian Prodle. Prodle? 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 Oh, he's played for Watford. Yeah, Austrian Austrian professional defender who plays a defender in Italy for Udinese. He also plays for the yeah. Austrian national team, so he probably knows Tom Walsh. Um, oh, yeah, you would have thought. Ashley Brown, well, yeah. I've, I've decided... Jo- <laughs> I love Ashley Barnes, but that's another story. I don't share a birthday with him. I do, however, share one with... Uh, the number one, right, so this famous birthday is it starred. The number one is above. Number two, Dennis Law, is Great. a man called Alan Cruz, <laughs> whom I've never heard of in my life. And then oh, also the Cruise. Murphy twins, one of whom is a mag, of course. Oh, yes, this point. And then I don't know really any of the others. So It's also Ed- Edward Snowden's cool. birthday on my birthday. The worst spy oh, ever. Well. <laughs> he's probably listened to this podcast before it's even gone out well, the fact he is, can hear he it never right have now, heard yeah. of Edward Snowden if he's a good spy that's my point <laughs> and I'm sticking to it also, also well, he, was a, he, was a, he was a whistleblower I was well, going to say Richard I think you've confused a whistleblower with a spy he's done exactly what a whistleblower should do and that is blow a whistle <laughs> well, very loudly Edward Snowden has to decide whether he's a whistleblower or a spy he can't be the both well, when was he? You're having a day of controversial statements. Like, one of these was Just because you're fuming because you've got a shit birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, haven't got Alan Cruz, mate. You've got Jeff Whitley. You've got Alan Cruz. Everyone says it must be shit having your, having your birthday, having your birthday in January. But me and Matt have, pr- have proved that wrong here. You know, we've got really? all, lo- loads of great footballers. Um, it's a, it's boosty mood after Christmas. You make mojitos, and you can look forward to drawing one-one with Gillingham at one o'clock on Saturday. Boy, uh, yeah. Me and Matt will be back to react to that. Yeah. Um, Matt will let you know how his mojitos were as well. Have we got anything else, lads? Before we get out of here, we're, we're going to play play a song out for Matt's birthday as well at the end. Oh, it's nice! A bit of production from myself. Oh, smart! I'm going to play it <laughs> Picking myself up. Play me a version of it. <laughs> no, I think well, you should do a cover of it. We're all off to make mojitos. We'll be back for the reaction pod after the game on Saturday. But thanks, as always, for listening. <laughs> Thank you.
a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.